Welcome to the Penny and Pops podcast. He is not Spencer Penny Strode. You just got me again for this one. I'm Adam Pops, Papa Giorgio. It's another Franz Wagner German national team pot update as Eurobasket is here. This is the week, guys. The 2014 European Championship starts Thursday, and Franz, who is coming off a 2-0 World Cup qualifying window, which included an impressive performance over Luka Doncic in Slovenia over the weekend, will be entering it in good form. It's going to be FIBA Franz versus FIBA Fornia out of the gate. Let's go. Hardaway, straight down the lane, the power jab. Point guard on a 7-6 guy. Here's Lewis turning and he shoots. Yes! Here's Turkaloo for the win. All right, everyone. Uh, I am recording this on Tuesday night, August the 30th, and we're literally less than two days away from Eurobasket beginning, and I'm really excited. Uh, Thursday morning, U.S. time, can't get here quick enough, but let's just dive in here with FIBA Franz stuff. So on Thursday, August 25th in Stockholm, Sweden, Germany cruised to a 67 to 50 victory in his first 2023 FIBA world cup qualifier. Franz Wagner led all players in points with 16 and minutes with 30. Uh, Franz shot seven to 16 from the field because he and the rest of his team kind of slumped, not kind of, they definitely did slump in the third period. He did add for the game five rebounds, five assists, two blocks, two steals, had no turnovers, and when the refs show him some more respect, he's going to get to the free throw line a lot more uh, because he's not getting to the line almost at all at this point, which, you know, it, it just depends on the re- officiating crew, but uh, some of them are going to realize how good he is. He's not just a 21-year-old kid. He's he's the real deal, uh, but... Franz did leave, lead everyone in the first half as well in points and minutes. So he really just kind of set the pace and set the tone of that Sweden game. Um, he was showing off everything. <laughs> he, he was doing you know a bunch of point guard skills between the leg dribbles to the rim, Euro steps, dipping on his drives, long range three pointers, some more step back three-point fades. Uh, well, actually, some more step back fadeaways in general. Uh, Post-up spin moves. Help blocks. I mean, there's the, the, he's going to get some ferocious rejections in this tournament the way he helps on defense at times. Uh, just a complete wrecking ball in the best way possible. He was MVP of the game for sure. I don't need to get more into that game. Sweden hung around but never really ever threatened to take the lead in the second half. Like, you don't need to know that they had a bunch of clock malfunction issues uh during the second half like they took care of business against sweden they had to do it they did a good job in stockholm job done with that now the bigger game of those two was sunday in munich at the audi dome against slovenia so luka Doncic, goran dragic uh dragic who is the uh 2017 Eurobasket mvp as well uh man how time flies uh, you know, Slovenia, the defending 2017 Eurobasket champions. That was, you know, it was a hyped game. I mean, it's Germany went in as the underdog. Franz celebrated his 21st birthday the day before this game. Um, 
my hope going into it was that Coach Gordy Herbert would have uh, Franz defend Luca often, and he did a fair amount of that. Basically, he shared Luca duties with uh, Weiler with his teammate Weiler ba- uh, Bab. I think it's Nick Weiler Bab. I can't remember his first name off the top of my head, but uh, it worked out. You know, Franz defended Luca fantastically. Um, I think he, Luca honestly maybe scored like two two jumpers on him the whole game. Um, you know, he frustrated Doncic a ton. Luka looked fatigued often, especially in the second half, because Germany as a whole learned their lessons from the Serbia loss in the DBB Super Cup that they had uh, about a week and a half ago and just were unrelenting against Slovenia. Uh, without Daniel Tice, I think Herbert went with his strongest starting five in this game. Despite getting off to a bad offensive start, Germany beat Slovenia 90-71 to in what was Germany's best showing this month by far. This was Luka's first loss with Slovenia this summer. That includes all the friendlies that he's played, um, which isn't too many. But still, Luka took his first L of the summer first with his national team. And Franz played 27 minutes. He finished with 16 points on 7-16 shooting, and that's factoring in 2-8 of eight on threes. Uh, he grabbed seven rebounds and he had two assists. Franz was a plus 16 for the game. Uh, Wagner hit arguably the dagger three with 4.30 to go in the game. Franz just showed his kind of usual cutting and playmaking abilities. He crashed the glass. He played some full court defense on Luca, and you could tell Luca was having issues with it. Um, Doncic, he played 31 of the 40 minutes in the game. He finished with 23 points. Six rebounds, five assists, and four turnovers on also 7 of 16 shooting. And again, a lot of those misses and turnovers were because of Franz. The kid locked Luka up often. And, you know, Slovenia's often stalled. Uh, Goran and Zoran Dragic showed their age and just couldn't kind of bring the support. Um, At halftime, Germany was up 33 to 31 at the break. And Franz had nine points. The Germans had a 34 to 17 rebound advantage. It would be a 56 to 27 rebound advantage for the game, and then also for the game, Germany out rebounded Slovenia uh, 20 to four on offensive rebounds. I don't care what league, team, country, part of the world, whatever you're in, in any game where you have a 20 to four offensive rebound advantage, you got a good chance to win that game. Dennis Schroeder was scoreless and 0 for seven from the field at halftime. It was a big second half for him. He found his confidence and swagger again, and he finished with 17 points and 10 assists. That was that was a huge second half for him, building up momentum in the Eurobasket. Um, Germany's support players were solid. They hustled. They hit shots at key moments. Uh, Obst, Voigtman, Thiemann, Lowe, Giffey, Singfelder, all were huge in their roles and their minutes and their touches. Magic men, Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony were in the crowd for the game. You know, It looks like they got adidas or adidas to bring them uh to germany for events and they got to see the game uh, you know on sunday and they ran into moritz wagner down near the floor at halftime uh you know it's good to see magic players supporting the wagner brothers i hoped jalen and cole would stick around for the start of Eurobasket as well this thursday but i guess that's not happening because i've already seen on instagram how cole is already back in new york so you know you can get work done in Germany, too. It doesn't all have to be in the States. But uh, that's it for Group J, FIBA World Cup qualifying for now. Um, Germany has four more games left, two in November, 
and two in February, and they're done. Uh, obviously, no NBA guys will be available for those November and February windows because they're playing their NBA schedule. Um, the Germans are still first in their group, Jay, on uh, 15 points by going two and zero this you know these past few days, and I think they've got one foot in the door into the next year's World Cup, which is going to be held in the Philippines, Indonesia, and Japan. All they have to do is finish top three in the group to qualify, and again, they're you know they're in first right now. Um, Kind of a disconcerting thing, though, is seeing injuries to some important names uh, this week. You know, you got Danilo Gallinari out for Italy. Uh, I mean, Paolo Bancaro is going to play for Italy next year. So, I mean, you got to keep an eye on Italy a little bit here for, for Eurobasket and moving forward. But um, Micic for Serbia, who's the EuroLeague defending MVP, uh, you know, and, and others got hurt. Um in World Cup qualifying, and that's got folks kind of questioning FIBA as to why these very important and high-intensity games were scheduled so close to Eurobasket. That's something that they're going to have to look into for the future because I'm sure a lot of NBA teams and EuroLeague teams didn't like seeing you know their, their, some of their guys get hurt and, or go down. All right, let's get into the Eurobasket stuff. So group stage preview time. Again, uh, all these Group B games that Germany are in are hosted – by Germany in Cologne, um, and then all of the knockout games, so round of 16, uh, final eight, final four, the final, you know, all those knockout games uh, are going to be held in Munich. So again, Germany is in a pretty good situation to to make a run if uh, if all things fall into place. But uh, Germany's only basketball gold medal came in Eurobasket 1993 when they also hosted this Eurobasket tournament in. Well, it was definitely considered an upset result. Um, Germany also has a 2002 World Cup bronze medal. That was back when it was called the FIBA World Championships, but you know we're, we're switching to World Cup here. Um, so, and then also the uh, the most recent medal is the 2005 EuroBasket silver that they earned. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki got that one as well, uh, and he uh, he lost to Mike Greeks in the final. So that 2005 is very memorable for me, but I just remember Dirk having just an insane run and, you know, taking guys out like Pau Gasol. Like it was, it was kind of crazy. Um, so anyway, all Eurobasket games can be seen on ESPN plus with English commentary. That's how I'll be watching at least Germany's games for Greece's games. I'll probably just put on Greek broadcasts that I have access to. Um, if you have a VPN and don't mind German co- language commentary, uh, Magenta Sport would will have all of Germany's games live online, um, kind of just like how you would have watched the these World Cup qualifiers or even the DBB Super Cup. Uh, I think Magenta Sport was not, not. I think I know Magenta Sport was was streaming all those. Um, if you already illegally stream sports, you'll probably not find too much difficulty watching these games that way. Magic Twitter and Reddit are your friends for this. Um, as of this recording, Germany still hasn't released its final Eurobasket roster. They're waiting until the last possible moment, and that's probably because they're trying to figure out if Daniel Tice is healthy enough to play or not. They're short on bigs. Tice is going to be needed to help defend some, you know, some of these big, you know, d- defend against some of these big front courts that they'll be facing. Um, Germany's two best players are Franz and Schroeder. I'd say Tice would be the third most valuable, but you know, there's no debate that Franz and Schroeder are the two most important guys on that German team. From there, it's about guys like Voigtman, Obst, Thiemann, uh, Weiler, Bab, just knocking shots down. Um, 
because Schroeder and Franz are, are, are you know, each going to run into double and even triple teams often, and their teammates are going to get open looks, and it's just all about knocking those down. Um, transition play will be their friend against size, and they're going to face size quite often in the group stage. Um, German head coach, uh, Gordy Herbert, who, or Gordon Herbert, but I keep hearing a German commentary call him Gordy, so I'm going to stick with the Gordy Howe theory and go with Gordy Herbert on this, but uh, he's displayed a variety of clothing looks, um, track suits, uh, the Stan Van Gundy black sweat sweater underneath the suit look and then like I've, I've seen him wear khakis on the bench like he he really mixes it up it's interesting um not really but it's just random uh but gordy herbert has said that their group b is the group of death of Eurobasket, and he's not kidding i mean there's four groups there's 16 in each group so you got a 25 percent chance of being in a, in a group of death anyway and you know he his team is is in a rough difficult spot there but you know there's no denying that they're in the group of death germany's group has france uh, france lithuania slovenia bosnia herzegovina and uh hungary there's a lot of backstory between these teams um you know you got luke in slovenia knocked out lithuania in lithuania in last summer's olympic qualifying tournament so it was Slovenia who went to the Olympics, and Lithuania did not. They stayed home uh, because of Luka. It was Slovenia's first Olympic basketball appearance ever. I mean, Slovenia keeps writing basketball history because of Goran, Goran Dragic and Luka Doncic. Like they're they're winning, they're you know they're winning competitions. They're getting to you know Olympics for the first time. Like it's Luka's doing quite a lot for a small country that is falling more and more in love with basketball by the day. Um, France barely knocked Luka and Slovenia out of the Tokyo Olympics uh, in the semifinal game last year. Worse for, for Slovenia is they didn't even get bronze in that Olympics They because Australia just took it from them in that third place game. I th- it was Australia's first Olympic basketball medal, I believe, and like they, they desperately wanted that thing bad. Um, so Slovenia went home with nothing uh, but a fourth place finish at the Olympics. Yusuf Nurkic's Bosnia Herzegovina just recently upset FIBA Fournier, uh, you know, as well as obviously Gobert in France in in a World Cup qualifier. I think it was a double overtime game uh, over the weekend. So, um, you know, all those six teams, except maybe Hungary, are worthy of reaching the round of 16 knockout stage. But only four of those six will move on. That's that's how it goes. You know, them, them's the breaks, unfortunately. So let's get into these games. So day one, game one, uh, out of the gate, Germany hosts France. Um, you know, Germany hosts the French on Thursday, September 1st. It's opening day of Eurobasket. It always brings at least one surprise this opening day. We, you know, we might get one in this game. Um, the French on paper should win this game, and they might win the group, but they've lost some big bodies. Uh, you know, Victor Wimbanyama. He could be the number one draft pick in you know in next summer's NBA draft. He's he's out because he's nursing injuries. Um, as I already said, the the French they lost to Bosnia Herzegovina, who was led by Yusuf Nurkic. Um, it was a surprising uh, loss by the French, and there's also a Nurkic just driving detonation dunk floating around Twitter where he dunked on Vincent Poirier, and uh, man, that it was it was an insane dunk. Um, the French still have Vincent Collet as coach. Uh, FIBA Fournier finally shaved his head. Evan shaved his head. So uh, I'd like to know what uh, v- what Vucevic's reaction was when he saw and heard that. Um, but it, it actually finally happened. 
you know, Evan was going bald before he went to and dyed his hair blonde. But once he went blonde, like he just wrecked his hair entirely and he's been fighting it off for years and he just finally gave in and you know what, man, it looks good on you. So, um, Evan, Rudy Gobert, Thomas Hurdle are the driving force of that fringe team, but they have really solid supporting cast. They got guys like Mustafa Fall, who's a big man of place for Olympiacos, uh, Gerson Yabaselli, who played for, I think, the Celtics, and then Timothy Luawu-Cabro, who's like the new version of Nick Batum, basically. Um, that's a guy who I even to this day I'd still want the Magic to to sign him. Uh, you know that that guy's good on both ends now. Um, France has won 14 Olympic, World Cup, and Eurobasket medals in its history. They claimed silver at the Tokyo Olympics last year. Their last Eurobasket medal was bronze in 2015. They've only won Eurobasket gold once. That was in 2013. That was a Tony Parker MVP run, I think it was. And we're going to see how good that German home court advantage is in, is in uh, Cologne. That's where all of uh, the Group B games will be played. All the knockout games will be in Munich. You know, I believe the German National Federation is doing some type of ceremony for Dirk Nowitzki in this France game. So there's going to be some extra juice in the building. I don't know if the German Federation is retiring his jersey or, or what specifically, but it's going to be cool either way. Dirk Nowitzki gets the people hyped. <laughs> um, uh, Germany coming into this France match, having played overall well against Slovenia, is huge. And... I've seen enough French weaknesses that it's possible for Germany to win this game. If Franz can slow down Fournier, who should be their leading scorer in this tourney, you know, then that that upset opportunity door opens. Um, we'll see, because you know, guarding Fournier is different than guarding Luca. You know, Fournier does a lot more speed, agility, sneaky type moves, where Luca, you know, doesn't do that. He, you know, he'd rather use kind of his size and. Gets a little bit more craftier than Evan, I would say. But, you know, if Germany beats France, my kind of fourth place finish prediction for Germany in Group B goes out the window and we can start getting ambitious. You know, I think the French will win this game, but it's that's that's the magic of Eurobasket. You don't know, especially with a host country. You just don't know what's going to happen. Um, so we go from Thursday to Saturday, September 3rd, Game 2. Germany hosts, so they have a, a you know one day of rest in between. So they host uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. They almost didn't make it to this tournament. Like they, the Basketball Federation was having funding issues, and there was there was some drama there that they would actually have to be replaced by like another country in this tournament. Um, but this country's been in ten Euro baskets since separating from Yugoslavia in the early nineteen nineties. Um, they've never won an international medal, and I don't expect them to do so now. Nurkic is going to have to do a lot for that team. Musa um, and John Robertson are the only other kind of known scorers on that team. That's the, here's the thing to keep an eye out with uh, some of these FIBA teams. You're going to see like one American on quite a few of these teams. Um, you know, it's, it's because they'll, they've played, you know, many years in that country's league and that's how they gain citizenship. Um, but you'll, you'll notice that that's been going on for well over a decade now, I would say. Um, but anyway, Germany needs to win this game. If they drop the France game and then they drop this one, it's a daunting, Oh, and two hole to try and dig themselves out of. Like they, they need to at least be one and one going into the Lithuania game. Which, that Lithuania game is Sunday, September fourth. So that you know this third game, it's a tough second day of a back to back against Lithuania, who's going to bruise them in the paint. Um, 
don't let their cool tie-dye gear fool you. Um, Jonas Valanciunas and DeMontis Sabonis want to demolish everyone. And Lithuania has won nine medals in its history in the uh, Olympics, World Cup, and Eurobasket combined. You know, their last medal was silver at Eurobasket 2015. I can't remember if Lithuania was a host country for that. It wouldn't shock me if they were. But yeah, they got uh, their, la- you know, their last medal was silver at Eurobasket 2015. Um, you might remember uh, Sharunas Yasikevicius in uh, Sydney 2000 Olympics almost uh, upset the U.S. at the buzzer to uh, to take gold. That three didn't go in, but uh, you know, literally we know that Athens 2004 would be just a complete disaster for the U.S. But there were there were signs it was coming. But anyway, um, along with the, their two bigs, Valentinus and Sabonis, Lithuania has former Magic player, both Lakeland and Orlando Magic player, Iggy Brasdakis. He's probably the fifth most important player on that team. He could shoot his way into third, but I got him behind uh, Kuzmin, uh, Kuzminskis and uh, Grigonis right now. Um, the Lithuanians have what it takes to get into the medal round, for for sure. Uh, I have them winning this game against Germany. Their size, I think, is just going to be too much for Germany to handle, and they've got, and it's also Germany on a second game of a back-to-back as well. Um, and they've just got enough reputable shooters to Lithuania that it's going to be a challenge for Germany's bench to keep up. Uh, Tuesday, September 6th. So there's, you know, they got Monday off. It's the fourth game for Germany. It's going to be a rematch against Slovenia. You got Coach Herbert's team, who just handed Luca his only loss of the summer so far. And then you got, you know, Germany already knows the formula to beat Slovenia. Uh, can can they implement it successfully again? I don't see why not. Um, you know, I doubt the, the rebounding disparage uh, you know the rebounding gap is going to be as big as it was uh, you know on Sunday but um you know they just got to keep crashing the boards keep throwing Franz and Weiler Bab at Luca you know don't give the reigning 2017 Eurobasket MVP Goran Dragic space to work with because Goran was awful in that in that Germany game and I think the Chicago Bulls have him and they're going to rely on him a lot to you know this upcoming NBA season, I just I just don't see it with Goran. Maybe maybe he'll he'll prove me wrong there, but um, you know physicality just with that entire Slovenia team is key. We'll see if the officiating crew lets the two teams kind of play it out, or if we're going to hear a lot of whistles. Luca's probably going to be hoping for the latter because he he didn't get a lot of whistles, and I'm worried he's gonna get them in the next in, in this game here at Eurobasket. But I think the FIBA media has overrated Slovenia's chances, and even Luca to an extent. They have Luca finishing his tournament MVP and leading the tourney in scoring, which both could be true. But Luca was gassed in that weekend game. He let frustration and pressure get to him. He did not look in good shape physically. Franz is an athletic beast in comparison to Luca, and if Doncic is truly like a smoker now. What are you doing, man? <laughs> like Slovenia could win this group. That's how talented Luca is. But I don't see them getting a medal this tourney. They could easily prove me wrong. Uh, I think Germany has the formula. They just need to literally do it again. Slovenia is just one of the few teams in this tournament that Germany has a size advantage over, and they just literally just got to bring the hustle and crash the boards, and they can they can beat them again. They can beat Slovenia again. And then the last uh, game in group play is uh, Wednesday, September 7th. So this is another second day of a back-to-back, but this one is against the easiest opponent in their group, Hungary. 
if things are going well in this tourney for Germany, they'll have already clinched progression to the knockout stage prior to this game. If things are going how I initially saw the group stage going, then Germany's going to need a win here to guarantee the round of 16 spot. Hungary, other than Adam Hanga, doesn't have much talent-wise. Um, the last games of Eurobasket group play sometimes present kind of this group seeding game of chess and strategy shenanigans. I don't think this is going to apply to Germany. Just win, build momentum for the knockout stage. You know, I initially thought two and three would be Germany's record in this group. You know, I had, you know, I thought they'd lose to France, Lithuania, and Slovenia. I think they're going to beat Slovenia again now and finish three and two, which is going to probably be good enough for either third or second, depending on tiebreakers. Um, they they could beat Lithuania or France too. Like, don't get me wrong, they they could do it, man. A Eurobasket crowd can be magical at times for for various teams. But um, assuming Germany progresses, their round of sixteen game would be Saturday, September tenth. The top four finishers of Group B as well as Group A face each other in that side of the knockout bracket. If Germany finishes fourth in Group B, then their round of sixteen opponent would be the first place finisher of Group A. If Germany finishes third in Group B, they would play the second-place finisher in Group A, and so on and so forth. Uh, Group A, as a whole, is a lot weaker than Group B. Group A has Spain, Turkey, Avucevic-less Montenegro, Bulgaria, Georgia, and Belgium. Um, Spain still has Rudy Fernandez and the Hernan Gomez brothers. You know, they got Bo Cruz, but that's... That's a young squad in kind of an era transition right now. I'm curious what Coach Scariolo has up his sleeve, and Usman Garuba has a chance to kind of get his career back on track. Uh, you know, the, I think he's still with the Rockets. I don't think they traded him, right? But Houston is not a great uh, place to be uh, talent-wise if you're a, a young man trying to build up an NBA career. That's my viewpoint. But um, Turkey, they're also young. They've got probably more established NBA talent overall, or just a talent overall. They got Alperin Shingun, Furkan Korkmaz, and Chetty Osman. They might be the best group in Group A. And when they get to the knockout stage uh, over in Munich, Germany, they're going to have a huge home court advantage because there are a lot of Turkish people that live in Germany, just a lot. Um, I'd say also keep an eye out on a sneaky, talented Montenegro, too, who has Orlando Edgewater High School product Kendrick Perry on their team. Bulgaria, they have uh, Olympiakos B. Sasha Vizenkov, but that's not enough, I don't think. Um, I think that Group A is between kind of those two young but flawed teams in Turkey and Spain. So I think Germany can beat any of them, honestly. But for them, I'd most fear them facing Turkey just because the Turks could and probably would out atmosphere Germany in their own, you know, in their own country in Munich. I'd be surprised if if the Turks didn't show up and, and, and just sing and chant their hearts out. And I don't know if Germany has a Shangun stopper either. You know, Shangun is turning into a Nikola Jokic type. And especially with, they don't have Daniel Tice like that, that's going to be a problem for them. So I think they'd be better off facing like a Spain even instead of Turkey. I gotta be wrong, but, and that's it for now. You know, this tournament could be phenomenal with all the talent in it. So I hope you tune in and watch. The Eurobasket final is September 18th, so that only would leave us another week after that until Magic Media Day. So we're, we're almost through the offseason. I still think Franz is going to have to average 20-plus points per game along with Schroeder to have a shot at a medal. Franz is capable. I know he just turned 21 years old, but he can do it. His 
offensive arsenal is only growing. I hope that he keeps showing off that Dirk Nowitzki one-legged fadeaway. The home crowd will love it for sure. Um, it's up to Franz really to just determine how often I come back with uh, podcast updates. If Germany comes out of the gate, uh, sorry, if the Germans come out of the gate and beat France, if they beat the French, then that positively changes everything about how I view this German team. A week ago, I thought they'd finish fourth in Group B and sneak into the round of 16 to face the first place team from Group A. Now, maybe they finish third or even second is up for grabs in Group B. So we'll we'll soon find out. They already showed great signs against Slovenia. And I think we're going to see a 30-plus point performance from Franz in one of these group games. I, I, I feel it. And under FIBA rules in a 40-minute game, that'd be special. So I appreciate you listening to this podcast episode. Please subscribe and give us a wonderful rating. It helps our podcast ranking a lot. Tweet us any of your questions and feedback. You know, my Twitter handle is at Papa Giorgio MBO. Uh, Penny's is at Spencer Strode. With that, take care. Let's go magic. Let's have fun with Eurobasket.